Welcome to Just Talk with Justine, a podcast for breast cancer survivors and supporters. Just Talk with Justine is a platform where breast cancer survivors can share their journeys. If we can help just one person who's listening today, we've accomplished our goal. Today, my guest, my next guest, found out in 2019 that she was BRCA2 positive. But back in 2009, she was diagnosed with triple negative IDC at the age of 44. Today, she is thriving. She's an avid teacher. She does weightlifting. She loves hanging with her dog and dragon boating and travel. Please welcome my warrior sister, Stephanie Lynn Carlisle. Hi, Stephanie. I can't call you Stephanie. No, don't I'm call sorry. Me Stephanie. Okay, good. Well, you no. put it in your notes. So because that's my legal name. Okay. Yeah, please call well, Lynn. Welcome, Lynn. Thank I you. really appreciate you being here. This has been uh, such a blessing for me to have you here. So, Lynn, okay. So, after looking at your notes and stuff, triple negative IDC. Can you give me a little brief sure. d- what that is? Yeah. So IDC just means invasive ductal carcinoma. Um, so it's not contained. Um, I did not have any positive lymph nodes. So that was a positive. I was stage one. Um, triple negative means you don't have any of the ex- estrogen or progesterone receptors. So there's no follow-up treatment, long-term medication. Because of that, their only option is chemo. Even though, based on everything else, I didn't need it. Okay. It's the only offer they could give me in case there was one stray cell anywhere in my body. So, The only offer was to... To do chemo. To do chemo. Because there's no no other medication that you can take long-term as Okay. A so in 2009, you had chemo, but you did you have a mastectomy? I had a single mastectomy. Okay. With reconstruction. Okay. With an implant. With an implant. Okay. And yet no radiation at the time? No radiation. Okay. Because my tumor was really small. Okay. Yeah, really small. Okay. So that happening uh, in 2009, and and you had to be on no medication long term. That's what you're saying? Cause yeah, because there's nothing. Right. So, okay. So you, you go through this diagnosis, and, and of course, rarely are people expecting to hear I have cancer. I have breast cancer, no right, less. Right. It can feel like it can feel really devastating. How did that affect you mentally when you first heard? And especially you were young at 44. Right. My God, you were so young. Right. Well, the worst part was I had been trying to get in touch with my surgeon after my biopsy. And he finally called me back. And I was literally standing in the front office at school. And he told me that I had cancer and the bell rang and I had to go teach class. <gasps> like literally I had five minutes to get to class and start teaching. Um, so I just, I kind of felt like my whole body just went cold. Like I lost all feeling and I just went back to class. And actually that was probably very <laughs> good because imagine if you were yeah. by, sitting side by yourself, you'd probably be, yeah. you know, you yeah. couldn't control maybe your feelings. Right. And so I switched doctors, I think we see for obvious reasons. Um, And I, so I went and got a second opinion. And once I found that team, I just felt like I had experts on my side. So I didn't try to overthink anything. Oh, very good. I just, all I did was think about what is my next decision and, and, and make that one. I didn't try to look too far down the road. I just tackled 
Wow, what's you next? had that's that that what's next? That state of mind. That, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, and I, people kept saying, "Well, how are you dealing with this?" I mean, I, I'm not. I'm trusting doctors. Like they're the experts. Sure. I mean, I'm looking at making sure their recommendations make sense, but I'm. That's not my job. So I I hired people to do this. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So that was here in Orlando. In Orlando. Area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and who was that doctor? If you don't mind me asking, Your- Doctor Doctor Sashadina. Okay, and I have heard of she her. put the rest of the team together. Oh, cool! And and I just like felt like my plastic surgeon, my oncologist, all of them were just amazing. So oh, I good. just you had a very positive, really good team, very good, really good positive team. experience. Yeah. So okay, so you get this crazy diagnosis, and you're age forty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have your mastectomy first. Yes. And then you go for your chemo. Yes. Okay. And how long of a period is that? A year? We no, took- I needed, I only needed four rounds of chemo. So I was diagnosed, I think January or February. I had surgery in April. I started chemo in June. I was done in August. So basically a year of your I life was. My first reconstruction then, so surgery in September, the next one in November. And then I was okay. finished. Okay. Wow. And did you lose your hair during that chemo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And did you wear a wig? Did you wear a hat? Did you wear a scarf? I most of the time went bald. Um, I did wear scarves out in public most of the time. And when school started back, I started out wearing a scarf, but my air conditioner didn't really work in my room. So within about two weeks, I just took it off. Okay. I was like, it's too hot for this. So when you say school, you're a school teacher? I teach high school. You teach high school. But I went to the gym the whole time I was getting chemo and walked the dog. And I I almost did, I did almost everything bald. Wow. That's fantastic. And and was your family nearby? Did you have your support of your... No, I don't have any family here. So my friends... So you had the support yeah. system of your friends? I had friends. a friend who took me to all my chemos. And oh, fantastic. Another friend who went to all the surgeries with me and another friend who went to all the doctor's appointments and took notes for me. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. See, we were just saying it's so important yeah. to have that second set of ears. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Because yeah. you get home and you can't remember. Oh, you're overwhelmed yeah. with all of this. I made a, a note. I have, took a spiral notebook. And I found some breast cancer sites, breastcancer.org, Cancer Society, and I printed out questions. And I cut them apart and glued them into the notebook. And my friend then would ask the question. Would, and if I forgot something, she would say, oh, here's a question we didn't get. Oh, wow. So I, because I didn't want to try to remember. What a beautiful anything. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is fabulous. Yeah. That is fabulous. So I still have my cancer notebook somewhere. <laughs> so that was one of my questions. So did, so is that almost like your journal? Were you journaling during this time at no, all? No, no. Now This was just to track what was happening, what I needed to know, what I needed to remember, what my next decision was, what my next appointment was. That's a yeah. school teacher for it you. Is, yeah. It is. Yeah. You got it your is. next steps, your planning. What do they call it? Your yeah, my lesson plan. Your lesson plan. But I bought I bought a really sparkly like rhinestone pen to go with it because uh-huh. it kind of made me happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we do that, don't we? Yeah. That's why we love the color pink and yeah. we love everything sparkly and it, yeah. it makes us feel better. It just makes us feel better. It makes us feel a lot better. Okay, so you didn't do any journaling. I didn't. Okay, so, I'm not a real journaler. That's fine. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So. 
do you take care of yourself any differently? Oh, you know, before we get into that question, let's get back to, okay, so you have that year uh-huh. of your, all of your, your chemo, yep. your, your, your surgeries. So a year goes by and this is in 2009. Now we're talking 10 years later. Was BRCA available to you back then in 2009? No, I didn't qualify for genetic testing at the time based on the insurance guidelines. Well, I could have paid for it myself, but it's thousands of dollars. Isn't that awful? Yeah. And they changed the insurance guidelines. And so I happened to have a follow-up with my – my surgeon is the one who did all my follow-ups. Okay. Um, and she's, Oh, that's interesting. You didn't go to your aunt? Um, I saw him for five years, and then he kicked me loose. But she's the one that coordinated everything. Oh. Um, so I, she said, well, I think you qualify for genetic testing. Like, well, let's find out. Of course. So they filled out the paperwork and they said, we'll send it in. If there's a problem, they'll call you. They won't do the test and then have you pay for it later. So if there's a problem, they'll call you and let you know. And I didn't hear anything and they covered it. I, and I, the results came back and I was, I had the bracket two mutation which means super high risk for ovarian and breast cancer. Well, you knew you had the breast cancer because obviously. Yeah. Right. So ovarian, did you do anything about the ovarian yeah, cancer? Yeah, I went to my oncologist. Um, he, he had broken up with me like five years before and I walked in he and he's, up with yeah, you. he did. He did. What he said is it's time we see other people. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I came in and he said, I told you not to come back. Uh, Sorry. And here, here you Sorry. are. Sorry. Um, and he said, your ovaries need to come out yesterday. Oh, boy. And your other breast needs to come off. Oh, and I said, oh, so how long do I have to make the decision? He's like, well, the ovaries yesterday. Okay. You can wait on the breast because you're doing all the follow-up. And we have a way to monitor that. We can't monitor ovarian cancer. So he sent me to a gynecology oncologist. I had an appointment with her. She recommended a complete hysterectomy. She had an available surgery in like three weeks. And I said, I'll take it. Oh, wow. So I did that almost right away. So how did that affect you, your mind, your body, anything? Was there any any side effects to that? No, because I had already gone. Chemo put me into instant menopause. So there really wasn't. So the side effects from chemotherapy were instant menopause. Instant menopause, yeah. Okay. First chemo treatment. And oh, okay. um, so there was really no. So the men, did you find, did you feel all the, the symptoms of menopause? The hot you know, flashes? And... I did, but I don't know why, but it was super fast. Like I had horrible hot flashes, but they were over pretty quickly. So quickly meaning in terms of length time, of time. Yeah, think of time so by the time really by the by about six months i wasn't having any more hot flashes i don't know i have no idea why so there really weren't any other symptoms i could have from the hysterectomy okay you know because okay. i'd already yeah everything's gone now yeah yeah and my surgeon was amazing it was robotic it was oh wow super easy um and i was back to work in about two and a half weeks. Wow. That's, that's, that's a beautiful story. That was super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to try to go to have my ovaries. I have so much scar tissue. They couldn't do anything. They went in there and they couldn't do anything. So then next thing I know, they wanted me to go back and have a tag team 
of it to doctors, yeah. and I never did go yeah. back. So I just, yeah, it was super, super easy surgery. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's that's good. And I only have four tiny little scars. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. the robotic is like that. The robotic is like that. So you don't have any side effects today. You didn't journal. Um, so your friend took care of you. I hope you're still friends with yes. her. That's that's that or him, whoever it may yes. be. And your support system was your friend. Do you think your outcome would have been any different had you have not had your friend, your best friend there? To- I, I don't know that the outcome would have been different, but it would have definitely been harder for me to manage everything because I live by myself. I have to take care of the house, right. the dog. It's a lot. Like it's. When I you're was not still, feeling well. I was working. So without somebody to help, I think it just would have been way more difficult. And I probably would have been a lot more tired and it would have been difficult, more difficult to manage the symptoms, I think. Yeah. Okay. So you're now, this was just last year, yeah. 2019. Right. So what happened in 2019? You got your... So I had my hysterectomy right. in like about April. Okay. And then I... I never really felt comfortable with the breast implant. Um, it just didn't feel on right. the one breast, the one breast. Right? Okay. And when I when this diagnosis came up, I and I knew I had to have the other breast removed. I what my implant didn't bother me enough to have another surgery just to go take the implant out. But when I knew I was going to have to have the other breast breast removed, you had I it. decided I wanted to take the implant out at the same time, and I did not want to do reconstruction so you're flat i am flat. chested i am okay. flat as flat as flat can be okay okay and you and you're loving life like that i am you're, so you're that was good. not quite a year ago not um quite. super you easy look fabulous oh the healing you. was so easy compared to the reconstruction um i was out of work i think three and a half weeks and did when i met you which was on our dragon boat yes. team called warriors on water and again, for anyone listening out there, Warriors on Water here in Central Florida is Central Florida's only breast cancer survivor dragon boat team. So if you are out there, no matter where you are and listening, and you have been diagnosed with breast cancer, I urge you to go find a breast cancer team or a dragon boat, a regular dragon boat team, and go out there and give it a try. Uh Dr. McKenzie out of Canada recommended dragon boating for the upper body and that it would reduce any kind of swelling for people that had lymphedema. It's a great way to be out in the water. It's it's a great exercise. The camaraderie is fantastic. So, again, I encourage anyone who's listening out there. And if you you have any questions or need resources... Please don't hesitate to email me at Justine at Just Talk with Justine, and I will help you find a breast cancer team. I will help you find a dragon boat team, and I will help you find any resources that you may need. So back to Lynn again. So we met just as you were either coming out of it, I guess, or what were you going through? I had just found out about the BRCA2. Um, I think I had just had the hysterectomy. Okay. um, When I came to practice and I was in the process of trying to line up a team to do the mastectomy and the explants. Okay. I think is where I was. So who did your mastectomy? So I got a lot of pushback um, about 
wanting to stay flat. Really? Yes, um, because I'm too young and my clothes wouldn't look right and it was going to affect my peace of mind and I would be happier if I went ahead and had reconstruction, um, which I think is very paternalistic. Yeah, I, you and, know, I never knew. I yeah. never even thought about it. But. Yeah. Um, uh, why don't we just take the one breast off and leave the skin and then you can see how you like it and we can go back in later and take out the implant remove the skin if you want to stay flat i knew i did not want reconstruction you so know. i i scrapped everything i had plans to have surgery in may of last year i scrapped canceled my surgeries fired my team and because of the pushback you were getting yeah. oh, and found you. found a surgeon who just was like, amazing okay. and listen to me he called in he wanted a plastic surgeon as part of the team to make sure i was as flat as possible with no extra skin oh. i met with her and she was just wonderful Who's and they that? uh i had dr khaki did Don't the know. was the general surgeon and dr pavri who works with dr klein out of the yes US i've heard Center. okay dr pavri um they were both just amazing and she was just so great because she said, Please, when we're talking about skin, we can't promise anything, right? I can't promise you there's not going to be some lumps and bumps somewhere. What I can promise you is I'm going to do the absolute best job I can to get you as smooth as possible. And that to me was very reassuring instead of somebody just promising. And being so honest with you. Yeah. And I just, when they took the bandages off... I almost cried with joy. You felt I was free, so happy, like, right? Yeah, I just was amazed at the outcome. Um, the job she they both did was outstanding, and I was just I felt so much better having that silicone thing out of my body. That's you know sometimes I wonder about that too. Yeah. I and feel it, but like it's I'm uncom- carrying a weight, but it's uncomfortable. Like it never feels right. Never. You know, like even though I didn't have a lot of the problems a lot of people are having with like breast implant illness and things like that, it just Never felt. Yeah, and you had it quite a long time. You had it 10 years. Yeah. And so I'm so happy that I didn't let anybody talk me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're your own person and you know your body than anybody else. Yeah. You're you're living proof of it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's amazing. So I'm really happy. It's been a really good year. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it in your face. I can hear it in your voice. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. So there was no um, no chemo or radiation no. after this. They did send everything for pathology, like after the hysterectomy, after they removed the breast, but there was nothing suspicious anywhere. Hmm. So I had, you know. You were free. It was, all of it ended up being totally preventive, nothing that I need to do. And so the best part is I no longer have to have a mammogram. I don't have to have chest x-rays. I don't have to have an MRI. I don't have to have blood work. I am done, 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 done. Nice. I know. that. that you know what? It, 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 that's it's a whole different perspective. Yes. Hearing that yes. from you. And my surgeon said, because I said, what kind of follow-up will I need? And he said, the only thing you need is once a year, a manual chest exam by a medical professional. A man, say that again. So a manual chest exam. Oh, okay, just somebody to look at and make sure there's By nothing a, happening. Yeah, so like they would do a breast exam, but since I don't have a breast, it's not really. But they just make sure there's nothing, you know, no suspicious areas. And when you have a hysterectomy, do you still have you still have to go to the gyno though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I hate to yes. be so ignorant. Yeah. Because I 
I'm just ignorant like that, certain yeah. things. But, um, huh. Yeah, you don't win that lottery. <laughs> well, you you, were, you, ha- you have this giant smile on your face. I'm thinking maybe that's one of no, them, too. No, no, no. Maybe that's one of them, too. So how are you doing um, with or how are you handling COVID-19 and especially as a school teacher? Well, so during the, you know, from the March to August lockdown thing, I realized how much I don't like people. So not going anywhere, I'm always so busy, was actually kind of a relief for me. And I realized how privileged that makes me because I was able to still work. I was getting an income. I didn't have to worry about how I was going to pay the bills or buy food. Um, So for me, it was kind of an excuse to not have to run 8,000 different directions every day. Yeah. I got to read a lot which I adore. Okay. You're an avid reader. I I read so much. What do you read? What do you like to read? um, So it's always shocking to my friends because at school I teach really high level classes. I like like mysteries and thrillers and books about serial killers. Uh, You know, that's a popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people I know love that forensic stuff and thrillers and murders. But I can read three books in a weekend. Like wow. literally I can. Yeah. And I've always been like that, like my whole life. I, I read fast and I love to read. So, um, and then the other cool thing that I started doing a friend of mine was hiking and I'm not a big outdoors person. And she invited me. There were two of them that were hiking over the summer. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come try. We had the best time. So about once a week all summer we went hiking Really? Because we could be outside, so we could socialize. Right, right. But we were outside, so we would hike anywhere from about seven to ten miles Fantastic. once a week. So I really enjoyed that. But now back to work is a little overwhelming. So you're going to school. Now, are there kids in school? So right now, we're doing planning for another couple of days, and we've been able to work from home or at school, so no kids. Um, school starts Monday, but it's all online. So that means the kids are are the seeing kids are you at home, right? And they're seeing you. And yes. you're, you have a chalkboard. You are you in school? I'll, I think we're going to be allowed to work from home. I'm going to go to school because the equipment is better, right? Um, but for nine days, we'll have um, everybody at home, and we'll be teaching online. Then after those nine days, some of the kids are actually coming back face to face, and some are staying at home. Um, and it looks like about half of our kids are going to be. In classes. How do you feel about that? A little alarmed because my I have a class right now that has 39 kids in it. Oh, boy. Um, and these are new kids from the next year. Yeah. Ninth graders, are you? 12th. Te- oh, you're teaching seniors. Graders, yeah. Um, and so that means I'll have about 20 kids in my classroom. And my classroom's a little on the small side anyway. Um, so, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little, little anxious about my class sizes. And trying to manage kids in a class... And online at the same time because oh be that's gonna once. be that's yeah so it's gonna be a lot of pressure chal- on you guys it's gonna be a challenge that's putting a lot of pressure on yeah so what do they have like a a video camera in the in the classroom no we just have to use the equipment we have so my la- the laptop I have has a webcam and, and a microphone and set it up there a conference just an online conference program and, and they'll be sitting there listening to whatever you're teaching mm-hmm. yes and what subject do you teach I teach AP U.S. government. And honors U.S. government. What does AP mean? Um, it's a college level course, oh. and there's a test at the end that students take in May, and if they pass, they get college credit for the class. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that you is that your say you teach that over and over again every so year? I t- uh, um, I all, well, I've taught AP government. I think this is my seventh year. Oh, okay. I've taught pretty much everything. Um, but my, my other classes changed. I'm the only AP government teacher at my school. Um, but I taught us history a couple years. They moved me to government a few years ago. Most of the time I teach standard level as well, which I really like. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I taught IB world history for a while and IB, um, international baccalaureate. It's an international program. program. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I taught exceptional ed for a while. And what does that mean? I taught kids with behavior disorders. Okay. Yeah. That must have been uh, uh, rewarding. It was a challenge. A challenge. But I, it was fun. Rewarding. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of done. You're very diverse. You're yes. very diverse. Yeah. And do any of your students know any of your history with breast cancer? Um. Well, I have. So I have a tattoo that sometimes they can sneak a peek of and ask me what it is. Oh, really? Where do you have that? That's tattoo? on my shoulder. Okay. Um, and I have a bumper sticker in the back of my room. That's the, I box like a girl. I fight like a girl. Yeah. Logo, right. Yeah. Um, some of them have, I've taught at the school for a long time. So some of them I've taught cousins and siblings. And so sometimes they'll tell them. Uh-huh. Um, and then sometimes it just comes up in conversation. Right. So I don't tell them unless they're inquiring. But sometimes it's relevant to a conversation. Like I like a couple of years ago, I had a girl whose mom had just been diagnosed oh, with so she, cancer and she was, just, she was so upset. And so I, I pulled her out in the hall and I was like, listen, I want you to know probably everything's going to be okay. And I'm, and I, so I kind of told her, you know, I did this. It's, I wouldn't recommend it. Right. It's not, it shouldn't be on your top 10 list, but right. it's doable. Okay. Okay. So. so on a last minute note here, what would you suggest to anyone who's just newly diagnosed? What I would, would you tell say, them? don't go down the Google rabbit hole um, because it can take you to places unknown right, to side effects and potentials that will probably never happen. Um, that the best thing you could do is find a team that you trust Put your trust in them and let them direct you because they're the ones who have experience in dealing with this. Excellent, excellent advice. Thank you, Ms. Lynn. You are the bomb. Thanks for having me. Pinky hugs. I really, really appreciate you for being here today. Sure. And you're a beautiful spirit and person. Thank you. And I'm so happy you're on our team. And I can't wait to get back in the boat. Oh, me too. I can't wait to get back on the boat too. All right. Well, again, this is Justine with Just Talk with Justine. Should you need anything, email me at Justine with at Just Talk with Justine. And I'm here for resources. I'm here for suggestions. And please like and subscribe. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. If you like what you've heard, please rate, comment and subscribe. We love talking to breast cancer fighters and survivors. If you have any questions, you can email me at justine at justtalkwithjustine.com.